0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. State Treasurer David McRae is returning record amounts of money to Mississippians, whether it's through the College and Career Savings Program or the millions in unclaimed money awaiting your claim. Treasurer David McRae says get your application and claims today. Treasury.ms.gov.
1: This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. Good afternoon, Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the Good Things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, don't forget, you can listen to Good Things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. You can watch Good Things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com, and don't forget, one of the best ways to Connect with this show every day is over on the Good Things Facebook group where we like to keep it fun and lighthearted most of the time, most of the time, maybe all of the time. And over there today, I could have asked you, it's as hot as and left it blank, but I thought, you know what? It's a family show, so let's <laughs> deflect from the fact that we are all melting. I feel like physically, literally, spiritually, all the things <laughs> melting right now in these uh, in these temperatures, but a question that sort of came to mind in some friends groups of us was talking about how quick we go through certain household items, and I know depending on the age and stage of your kids, grandkids, or just where you are in life, this is going to change, but it does feel like there are some items within your I guess weekly grocery list or just pantry items or staple items that you just fly through and you're like I just bought that where did it go and so you can let us know 601-879-4395 so Rhino you're a party of one and porch cat which I did appreciate someone say uh, cat litter or cat food I think was one of the uh, answers on the good things Facebook group thought of you but what is something you run through so fast? Even you're like, man, what's up with this?
2: I, I think I blame myself because I, I you do have tend to,
3: nobody
1: else to blame. I,
2: I run out of wet cat food on, on a weekly basis. I run out of it faster than I run out of my own food. So maybe I should start buying more. But that wasn't the first thing I thought of. The first thing I thought of was these little packs of frozen Chinese buns that are stuffed with all kind of different things they got like 14 different varieties mm-hmm. and i try to keep a dozen or so in the freezer But it seems like every time i turn around i gotta head <clears throat> i gotta head back to the grocery store and buy more of them
1: because you just used them all the time there's something that you like to pull out for well, a they're quick, just
2: quick and easy like mm-hmm. i can throw them in the the rice cooker that you gave me and steam them in eight to ten minutes i can throw them in the air fryer if i want a little bit of a different because steaming them they're 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 not chewy but they're softer they're a soft bun whereas if you cook them in the air fryer for same amount of time they have this this kind of crust this crusty bread on the Mm -hmm. outside but it's still soft in the inside and they're, i will probably go through two or three packs of those a week just as a ah it's time to eat but i'm not all that hungry but i need to eat let's just Make some of these.
1: Make some of those and go, and then you go and want to make them, and then they're not there. I can get that. When I, when the kids were little, obviously, everyone says diapers. Like, you just run through them. Like, you just don't know where they go. They get lost and all that. And you think that you're getting a pay increase, and you, I'm sure you are. I'm being dramatic. When... You know, when you finally get them potty trained, which is like the holy grail of like the next phase of parenting, right? You you get freed from the diapers. But depending on, I guess maybe it's different for little girls versus little boys. But nobody prepared me for the amount of toilet paper that little girls use on a daily basis, mainly because they overuse, right? Like they're not using the appropriate amounts and they even have tiny bottoms, but I feel like every time we turn around for our house specifically, it's like, oh my god, I just bought like a case of, you know, of toilet paper. And it's like, where, where is it going? And apparently it's, it's obviously being, um, being used. But Suzanne says one household item that go, they go through the quickest is cereal. That's one too that like you can buy a large box and depending on how you pour, the different folks in your family pour, Depends on how fast that box goes down, and I feel like too, and, and maybe it's just our house. We get on like cereal kicks, so it's something you always have in your pantry. I feel like most households have a box or two of random cereals, if not more, depending on or a bag or a bag or so whatever. buy the bag cereal. Or a bag. I just meant cereal in the in the pantry, and you either get on like a kick, and then it kind of goes quick, and then you buy a box, and maybe it lingers for a while. Or maybe you are that family that has it every day. But I feel like usually when I get the hankering for it is when it's out. And then when I restock it, I don't have that hankering. And so the kids eat it down. And then when I go in for it, there's no no cereal there. Which Michelle, with three teenagers in her home and a grown husband, milk. She goes through milk. My mother-in-law, who had four, she said at one time, it was just like every day on the way home from work, you're just stopping by the gas station to grab a gallon of milk. If you've got grown teenagers, too, you probably feel that way, especially boys as they're drinking it up and eating it with their cereal and doing all the things. Just, you just like, I just,
2: I just. And you never realize started. how many recipes call for milk until you reach in the fridge and there is none.
1: Yes. Or eggs. Or butter. Or all the things until that you... That
2: reminds me, i got to put butter on my shopping see?
1: list. See? Butter's one of those things you usually buy in semi-bulk. Maybe not like bulk is an overstatement, but like you don't buy a stick. You usually buy whatever.
2: Although and, shopping for one, I, I do appreciate the fact that they now come in half sticks. Yes. Those are awesome.
1: Those are awesome. And it is one of those things you're like, oh, I have butter. You're thinking that and garlic, um, minced garlic. It's one of the... You're like, I have that. Until you don't. And then you're like... Where did it go? Where did it go? Josie says paper towels. Those are easy to kinda of go through too if you don't watch yourself. You can kind sort of just whip through a thing of paper towels and you're like, I just bought I just bought some of these. For sure. And I appreciate Sean who says patience is something that they go through their household the quickest. It definitely depends on the age of your children if for sure. But paper towels actually has gotten more votes than toilet paper. And I would assume toilet paper, but maybe we are all still significantly stocked from the whole time in our life that shall remain nameless.
2: Or did we learn during that time that it doesn't require nearly as much as we thought?
1: Maybe. I don't know. Talk to my kids because they are not there's there is this strange wave of anger that comes over you. And it's not like real anger. But when you watch your kid just pull out three times as much toilet paper as they actually need. And now you can't really put it back. And they make that big wad that looks like a basketball to wipe a tush the size of a tennis ball. And you're like, whoa, we need to have a little education here around the toilet paper scenario. Dan in Hattiesburg says we go through laundry detergent. That's something else you usually buy. I, I do. I buy kind of big. I try to like you're going to need it. Why not? If you've got it, go ahead and get the bigger one so you don't have to buy it all the time. And you're by then you're like, where where did it go? When you do your laundry though, Rhino, I know it's two totally different scenarios. Do you ever do my husband gets on to me all the time. I feel like there's only one size of laundry that you can do and it's large. There's no like I don't know small and I don't know medium because I feel like you have to put the full scoop to every load and so to do that. You have to have a full load every time. I'm not putting a full scoop in a small load. I'm more educated than that. But I have this hang-up on not wanting to run a small load and use just... I feel like I know how to measure a full cup of detergent, so I feel like it needs a full load of laundry. I know I'm crazy. I get it. We all have our quirks.
2: When I had an apartment with the laundry in the apartment... I was willing to run a load if it was just a T-shirt and jeans, and I would just put a sprinkle of detergent in there to get them clean. But now that I have to walk around the buildings to the laundry room with my new apartment complex, I tend to wait until, the, until I have two big loads that I'll just go start them, go back, take care of some cleaning at the apartment, go swap them out, and just make it an event that way it's all done for a two, three-week time span.
1: Man, to be a party of one. Not that I want to get rid of my little people. I'm pretty attached to them and appreciate them. But my oldest has been away at her at her grandmother's for the summer to spend some time with some cousins. And I just said yesterday, and well, I guess it's Wednesday, but still, today's Thursday. I have yet to do a load of laundry this week. It is a Christmas Miracle that it is not needed because when they're all home, I don't know where all these clothes are coming from or what all the activities they're doing in a given day, but more dirty things just wind up in the basket. They just multiply. Sometimes sometimes I swear she just takes clothes out of her drawer and just puts them in the dirty clothes basket just for fun. (laughs) One human cannot physically wear that amount of clothes in any given day, but... I don't know, she's a pretty busy girl. But you can let us know on the Good Things Facebook group what item does your household go through the quickest or the C Spire text line. Uh, but we got more good for you coming up next. Yeah. watch good things we are on your computer your mobile device just head on over to supertalktv.com you'll see I'm not alone in the studio anymore joining me today is Choctaw Princess Cadence Nikki she is here because it is time for the 73rd annual Choctaw Indian Fair which is taking place July 12th through the 15th and it's always a good time so welcome Princess Cadence thank you I'm so happy to have you here in person and to talk about the fair which we talk about every year but how excited is everybody that it's here again it's time for for the Choctaw Indian Fair. Yes, everybody
3: back home is so excited. I think the most part that they're excited for is the stickball games. Okay, so we we try to, like, wrap our brains around it, and I
1: tell every year you have to go see it to Mm -hmm. witness it to sort of get it. But how do you explain
3: stickball to those who may have never played the game before? So stickball is like a sport that is kind of... Kind of all sorts of sports combined into one, like hockey, soccer, football, all these sports combined into one. And the history of the game is that my ancestors used these used stickball as a way to settle disputes amongst other tribes and things that they were having arguments about. They would play stickball to kind of not go into war, to mm-hmm. cause less casualties, but even back then there were some people who actually were killed during the game.
1: It's not that exciting anymore. <laughs> There's <not>. no <laughs> But it's still highly competitive. So how long are folks practicing for the stickball tournament and then when will it I guess is kicked off the right terms to mm-hmm.
3: use? Okay. So people started practicing probably back around February is when a lot of people start practicing and then like now people's been practicing almost every day for the past maybe month and it'll actually start on Wednesday July 5th so pretty soon. So how can we come out and at least see that
1: specifically Princess Cadence?
3: So you can come down to our reservation which is on Choctaw Mississippi and the games are actually played on our football stadium at Choctaw Central High School and from now we'll From July fifth up until July eleventh, it is all free. There's you're not paying anything, but once the fair starts, you have to pay to get in. That's starting uh, July the twelfth.
1: What do they win? Like, what is it? Just bragging rights if you win the stickball tournament, or is it like? Is it? I mean, how does that work if you win?
3: For the most part, yeah, it's mainly bragging rights, but you do win, like, a traditional drum for your team and all that. Like, right now, for the men's division, they've won for for four consecutive years, so they're trying to go for a fifth year, so right now, that's the talk amongst our people, (laughs) seeing if they can do it. If they can do it. I feel like you need, it's like the Olympics, Rano and I
1: talk about all the time, the Olympics comes around, you need that one lane or that one team that's just like the regular folk that Mm -hmm. don't know what's going on, and throw them in there to sort of see just how hard something you know truly mm-hmm. is because I feel like and we've watched videos and things of it here and we've also heard you just don't get how athletic these uh, athletes are to play stickball until you're witnessing it in person or sort of trying.
3: Have you ever tried it? Yes actually this past year I just started playing so and it is a lot harder than it seems. Well and I think that's that's cool and that's cool too that this
1: is the time of year you can get out and sort of witness that. This is also, the time of year, sadly, you will be turning over your, I guess, uh, your crown or as princess and to the next one. So the, the princess pageant is a big part of the Choctaw um, Unian Fair. So
3: when does that take place? When do you officially say goodbye or close out your reign? So the pageant is always on the first night of the fair, which is going to be July 12th this year. So maybe around... I would say 930-ish is around the time that the crowning actually happens. So around that time is when I'll be giving up my crown. But the pageant usually starts at 7. Starts at 7. Okay, let's talk about that pageant. I have a lot of queens and princesses who come
1: through here, but none that's as cool or I think as culturally relevant as y'all's your pageant is to, to your people. So give us a little background about the pageant.
3: So when I was in the pageant, and it's kind of going to be like this this year, we have a personal interview that happens the day before the pageant. And then on pageant night, there's your personal presentation. Then you have an onstage question and a dress review. So all of that goes into how your points get calculated. And they have tabulators there that count up the scores. And I guess the person with the highest score is who becomes the princess.
1: So, over the last year, what have you been doing as you've been reigning as Princess Cadence?
3: So, the past year, it started off kind of slow, but I've been able to go to a lot of public schools to give presentations about our culture, and especially during Native American Heritage Month. That was probably the biggest one. So, I went to around Mississippi and Tennessee, then within our tribe and Neshoba County and places like that I've attended ribbon cuttings and ground breakings And, like, now I'm on my media tour, so I've been doing a lot of traveling. And last month, I went to the Gathering of Nations powwow, which is in New Mexico. And I got to watch the powwows, and they have a Miss Indian World pageant. And we had two former princesses that competed in there, so I got to watch that, too. Well, will you get to compete in that? Is that part of your—or is that, like,
1: another sort of sector of of pageantry within?
3: Yeah, that's, like, another—that's, like— within a whole lot of Native Americans around the world. But I've gotten a lot of encouragement to do it. I'm not sure if I want to do it. I'm still in the waters right now. Well, we encourage whatever makes you happy, Princess
1: Cadence, (laughs) because you still got a few more days or weeks in your reign as the Choctaw Princess uh, here in Mississippi. When you get to go and visit with the high schools, what what are some of your favorite things to share about your culture to maybe those who haven't ever seen life on the reservation?
3: So what I really like to talk about is our language and, of course, our social dancing, because to me, those are the two biggest things that have impact. Me in my life growing up. Like my grandmother, she was about 90 years old before she passed away, and she only spoke Choctaw. She didn't know English or anything. So, growing up, I had to learn my language in order to be able to communicate with her. So, that was a way that I got to learn my language. And our social dancing, like my mom she would get me and my brother in the living room and make us practice so and then once fair time came around like we were ready to dance and she would always dress us up in our full regalia and make sure she was like you have to do this right you have to do that right so growing up i feel like that was my mom was a big impact in making me make sure that i know my heritage and my traditions so i like to talk about that to the younger people Especially when I go to our Choctaw Tribal School systems because I wanted to show the kids of my generation and of my tribe that it's okay to have confidence in our culture because it's unique. Absolutely. And it's what will keep bringing uh, living it on as well as encouraging other
1: people to better understand and to know that it can be you don't have to be the same culture to be united. And Mm -hmm. we can all have those differences with the dancing. When is that integrated into the fair? Because I feel like is it an opening there? There's somewhere where your social dancing is is integrated for the last 73 years in the Choctaw Indian Fair.
3: Yes, so, um, the social dancing it goes on all throughout the fair during the days there's various dance groups that come and perform, and like tradition it's a tradition back then um the Choctaw Indian Fair used to be called the Green Corn Festival and our ancestors used it as a way, you know, we didn't have cell phones back then. So they would all come at this place to gather and this was their way of socializing and they would perform our social dances. So is it group dancing or
1: is it like two dancing or is it single dancing or is it kind of all depending on what you're doing?
3: It's more so of, yeah, it kind of depends what kind of dances you're performing. Some dances require you and a partner. But some is like a group. So it just depends which dance you're performing. What is your favorite? My favorite is probably the Stealing Partners dance. There's a, I know it sounds funny in a way it is. But sounds like musical chairs, kind of. Kind but of. But with people and their yes. partners?
1: How yes. does that work?
3: So the guys always lead first. They're in the front and then the girls are in the back. And it's just a big group. And then once the chanter hits a certain note that's your cue, well, usually the man goes and picks out a woman. So back then, this was a way of, you know, we had different um, clans. So the men would go and pick their women. And then sometimes another man would come and steal your woman. (laughs) It's a funny way to explain it. But once you're actually dancing it and you know now it's just it's just fun it's just fun yeah and then
1: to the music too I mean it it takes it down a notch if someone's gonna come steal your girl when there's a good beat going on (laughs) 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 but I can only imagine you know maybe what what the atmosphere was sort of like and these are the kind of things that you get to witness and see and enjoy when you get out and participate in the 73rd Choctaw Indian Fair which we've got more with Choctaw Princess Cadence. Nikki coming up next (laughs) We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. You can also watch us, too, on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. You'll see I have Choctaw Princess Cadence Nikki in the house with us today. She's here to celebrate the 73rd Choctaw Indian Fair, which is taking place July 12th through the 15th. And, Princess Cadence, if we've never been, what's the best directions to get someone to the Choctaw Indian
3: Fair? How do you tell folks to get there? So of course Google Maps. I'm
1: just kidding. <laughs> I like it. I'm just kidding. Back in seventy three years ago they wouldn't have been able to do that. But
3: today's Princess is like, you go to Google I love it. I'm just kidding. But um actually the Choctaw Indian Fair is just located right down where our Pearl River Resort casinos are. So mm-hmm. it's just down the road and I would say that's what you would look for and You can, there's even shuttles that transport people from our casino to the fairgrounds. Just in case, like if you're lodging there, because of course both casinos have hotel rooms and our Dancing Rabbit resort. So they have shuttles going in and out from those places to bring them to the fair. You know, you think about in terms of tourism
1: and what that's done for the Choctaw in general. So supporting the fair every year, even if this is your first time to go or your 73rd time to go, it's so important for your people for us to come in and sort of support. So what does it mean to the Choctaw every year that we come out and support the, the fair?
3: It really means everything, especially this past year. It has let me see that a lot of people, this may be their first time, and just seeing them wanting to learn more about our culture, it meant everything to me because it just showed me that there are people out there willing to learn. Willing to learn and taste and see and all the things. You mentioned your favorite
1: fair food is going to be what or is what? What can we get there in terms of food?
3: So you can get an Indian taco, which I really recommend. It's, I don't know, that's just one of my favorite things and my go-tos. The bread or the the taco part's different, correct? What's special about it? So the women of our tribe, they usually were cookers and stuff. So like my mom, it's flour. She uses flour and milk and then gets oil and then fries it in there. So we call it a fry bread. And... Not really a biscuit, but something of that nature. And they just put the taco meat on it, and you can dress it however you like. Sounds delicious. You also have got very
1: talented artists there that I know will be selling everything or have on display from y'all's uh, cultural basket weaving to even bead work. How is that intergwine- intertwined into your culture?
3: So our culture, well, back then the baskets, they were used to transport... Crops and everything like that. Vegetables. They put them in the baskets, and also, like when they would grow corn, some of them use the baskets as shifters to take off like the things that would be stuck on there. And then the purse baskets, of course, like me now, I use it as a regular purse. I have everything in there, and it's really been, um. Awesome. true like it's beautiful I've seen my uncle make the baskets by hand and what he does is he go out he goes out to swamps to collect these canes and brings them back home and he strips them into tiny pieces and colors them makes up his own pattern and then just starts weaving them together And like my basket for the pageant and the one for my farewell walk, he's made his own patterns and they're just beautiful. They're just beautiful. And then then they become heirlooms,
1: right? Like that's something that you pass down and you have a story to tell. You're also working hard to learn beadwork of your tradition to also for your farewell walk, which will be on the 12th when the new princess is crowned. Um, What was beadwork meant to your to your tribe?
3: So they used them To for jewelry purposes and you know back then some people were awarded these jewelries or beadwork you know like the warriors some of them would get awarded with things for things they did and also like our dresses today back then they used to make them from flower sacks so that's how the women would make their dresses and the style is like a european style they got inspiration from them so actually what our dresses mean is these diamonds, they represent the eastern diamondback rattlesnake because the rattlesnakes protected their crops. So that's what they from rodents and stuff like that. And then the lines around the diamonds signif- signify my ancestors' way of life. They created the path for us. So. We remember them that way
1: I love that and then your beautiful
3: beadwork as well as your headpiece how what's the significance behind it so my beadwork I got it because my late brother his favorite color was green and also my community colors are green and yellow so I really wanted to represent my community in the princess pageant and you know I like to think that This was a plan for me by God. So actually the crown was made by someone from my community too. So she used our community colors and yeah, I'm just happy I got to bring the crown back to our community. It's absolutely beautiful. And then you have a feather in the back. Is that a specific from what animal? Yes, that's an Eagle feather. So native Americans are the only people in America who can have the Eagle feather. And it, it's really a lot because you have to have a permit and all of that to have it. But each princess is donated an eagle feather from one of our tribal members. Do you get to keep it? Yes. Okay. I was like, well, is there anything else you get to keep? Because I know like with crown, you get
1: to keep the crown? Yes. Okay. Each
3: princess gets a new crown. Each year, so it's not like it keeps
1: getting sort of yeah. passed passed down and sort of around. Okay, I'm I'm happy for you now. I was like, he's got to give it all back, and it's so pretty. <laughs> your farewell walk. What will that mean for you as you sort of wrap up your year as princess Princess
3: Cadence? So, as long as I've grown up watching the princess pageants, um, the farewell walk has always been a part where like it brings tears to people's eyes. Especially if, like, you, as a little girl, you look up to these princesses. And I'm sure, like, the former princess, when I talk to her, she's like, be ready to cry because it's bittersweet. And it's like saying goodbye and closing a chapter of a life, of your life that you've always wanted. And, yeah, I think that's what... I'm going to be feeling, because like I said, for from a little girl, this is something you've always wanted, and just being able to accomplish that goal, it like means a lot. And you put your life on hold
1: for your reign as, as princess there for the Choctaw Princess. You were a student at Mississippi State. You didn't stop school, but you transitioned to community college. Are you looking forward to maybe getting back on track with your studies? Yes, yeah, not I, back on track, just <laughs> back to state, I should say. You didn't stop going to school, but...
3: Yeah, um, I really, I. it's shocking to say, but I miss school. I miss um campus life and everything. But, you know, even though I had to put my life on hold, I wouldn't trade it for the world because the little kids of my tribe, they've just made this past year an amazing experience. And what are you going to school for?
1: So what does the next few years for Princess Kate, uh, Cadence look like?
3: I went to school for forensics, so I'm hoping to finish and get my degree for that.
1: Well, I think that's a pretty cool degree to do. And then lastly, about the fair, where do we see the lineup specifically in terms of entertainment? What else you want us to know about the fair?
3: So our lineups this year is Jeremy Camp on Thursday night and Brett Michaels with Firehouse on Friday night and Saturday is Chase Rice. And if you want to see more, you can go to ChoctawIndianFair.com or we have Choctaw Indian Fair on Facebook. So you can see a lot of you can register for competitions. Like I said, the cor- cornhole, volleyball, restaurant, and golf tournament stuff like that you can see on ChoctawIndianFair.com. And if you've never been to the Choctaw Indian Fair, you should come because why? <laughs> I would say what I really encourage everyone to come to the fair for is the stickball games, especially championship games. Those are the best ones to watch.
1: And you said it's not just for tribal members. If you feel like you can hang, you can
3: come out there and give it a whirl. Yes. I really encourage a lot of people to come try. It's it's a good sport to play, and it's a lot of fun when you're actually playing. And to get and to earn an Indian taco. You know,
1: I'm like, I need to know what it is. So what's your favorite thing to put on top of your taco?
3: I'm a real basic one. I just like the meat and cheese. Nothing wrong with that. If it
1: ain't broke, <laughs> definitely don't fix it at all. But I do think that folks need to take time, learn about the culture that's right here in our own state, the uh, Mississippi Choctaw Indians. They have a wonderful background of bead making and uh, basket weaving and the stick ball and the food and just everything else. I think it's super cool. And I appreciate your time. I would say, I would say, congratulations, but also good luck in the next chapter of your life. I think you're going to be up to some good things. Thank you. All right, y'all. Stick with us. We got more for you coming up next. Oh, yeah.
0: Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Top, Mississippi.
1: Catch good things. We are on your computer, your mobile device. You can watch it on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices. You can also find us on YouTube. You can also catch good things on Seaspar TV. Have you got that? We are on channel 70 right next to the weather channel and all God's people said it's hot. It's just hot. I saw someone on the text line say that their heat index, where they were today, was 116, which is just absurd. When I got in my car earlier today, which had been out um, sitting out for a while, it was 103. That was the outside temperature. I don't know if anyone can beat that or knows uh, about that. But any time you just start getting to three digits, of whether it's the heat index or the actual temperature, we're just in... Holy guacamole, it is just hot outside and dangerous sort of outside
0: as I mean, well. There
2: is a heat advisory from, I want to say it's 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. for the entirety of the Magnolia State today, tomorrow, and Saturday.
1: Right. And so don't take that lightly. I won't go through all the do's and don'ts. You're grown. You probably know the difference. Um, I would say the one hydration th- hydration. The one thing I will just harp on because it could actually save a life. If you are pushing the limits outside and you even feel the slightest bis- bit headache or dizziness come on. Don't be a trooper. Stop what you're doing rehydrate, get cool, don't be dumb, you don't want to wind up in the ER for the 4th of July or before. And, and if so, you've already
2: stopped sweating, you might want to go ahead and call the doctor.
1: Yes, so those are, that, that's your mama speaking to you today. You ain't special you are going you going to die just like the rest of us out there in that heat if you don't take the proper uh precautions and even that even if you don't well, I hope you don't die but even if that's not the end case just getting so drained that you wake up the next day feeling hungover from the heat and you didn't even have the fun time to me that's that doesn't even sound like a whole lot of fun so um, just, to, just stay hydrated. Here's a good note. I know, um, we didn't necessarily have a team in the, um, go to Omaha, but I thought that it was, uh, good to at least say that the LSU Food Bank on campus was notified either today or maybe yesterday that they were receiving a $60,000 donation from Rocco's after the LSU fans, and I'm sure others that then just got there and became LSU fans once the pool got, got, slim and they purchased just over sixty-eight thousand shots during their visit to omaha so the donation coming from rocco's in omaha will be the single largest donation to food banks to the food bank on the campus of lsu and so even though we talk uh, you know a lot of talk when it comes to sports and you know being competitive and sort of all the things it's cool to hear these stories of doing good um out of friendly i say friendly i'm sure some of you took a little more seriously than others, competition. And what a fun way to sort of do that as well. And that's also to remind you that all of our colleges and universities here in Mississippi, I know the big three do for sure, and and then I guess if you four if you include JSU, they all have food banks on campus that serve their students who are working super hard. Most of those food banks serve students who um, are having to work during the day, go to s- classes at night. They're not Around to have meal tickets, or they can't afford meal tickets, and so you don't always know the uh, situation that someone's um, in to to further their education and better themselves. So those food banks there are for a reason, and they're doing good work on those um, on those campuses. In fact, the Eagle Nest at USM to the top was one of the very first um, out of universities to to develop a food bank and create sort of the. Um, I guess, the system or the protocol in which so many other universities followed suit. So there you go.
2: I'm not laughing at you. I'm oh, laughing at the text line. Mike from Weston says, It's so hot in Mississippi, the devil ain't tempting anybody because even he can't work in this heat.
1: <laughs> oh, I totally agree with that. Um, I think my husband also said he saw a bird have to cool off a worm before he ate it because it's so hot in, um, in Mississippi. It is definitely it's the kind of weather you can wear. Like you just walk outside and you just feel like you've, you're walking through, through butter. And if you've ever, like if you are walking and you do catch the wind, if you've ever accidentally opened the oven too soon and di- or didn't move out of the way quick enough and you got that like whoosh of heat from a 350 to 400 degree oven that just comes up and melts your eyelashes to your face, that is what a breeze right now outside feels like. It feels like you're just standing in the desert and blowing a hairdryer in your face. Like
2: it's going to fog up your eyes, even if you're not wearing glasses. Yes, so
1: it's just um, it. Like just keeping the joy of the Lord on your lips is really hard during during this time of year. <laughs> not when the Lord tells you not to grumble or complain. It's like ah, why'd you send 100 degree heats and humidities? You're testing me, Lord. I'm trying. I'm trying so hard to stay positive, but it's it's hard. You know, it's much easier if you just stay cool and hydrated. Let me just say that. So if you don't have to get out, don't. It's just dumb. Um, but you can stay in and listen to Sports Talk Mississippi. They're coming up next from 3 to 6. But Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things.
0: I can see good
2: things for you and I. Good things for you and I. Good things for you and I. Good things for you